it's close to midnight and something evil's lurking in the dark. <laughs> I love the moonlight. Thinking something special stops your heart. You try to scream, but terror takes the sound before you make it. Girl. <laughs> Wait, I did that wrong. No, I didn't. <laughs> like between the eyes, you're paralyzed. Cause this is Thriller. Woo, Thriller night. Your body's going to die. The bees are about to strike. Cause this is Thriller. Woo, Thriller night. Your body's going to die. I don't know none of the words of Thriller. Have you know, have you know the words of Thriller? <laughs> Actually, yeah. You do? Yeah. It's close to midnight, and someone's rolling up that good <clears throat> Anyway, let's start the show's way out. Morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with B Mo. I don't know the words to Thriller, yeah. I don't think I know the words to any song, to be honest with you. What do I be listening to? You know Jeezy. I do know Jeezy. I do know Jeezy. <laughs> this is very true. This is true. This is true. What do I be listening Last to? time I checked, I was the man in these streets. What do you say, sweetheart? You said, what do I be listening to? Who are listening, listening to? to? Quincy Jones yesterday. I was listening to Quincy Jones. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if I if I don't know the lyrics to Thriller, I've been heard, I've been hearing Thriller my whole life. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you manage that, sweetheart. I don't know. <laughs> thriller, thriller night. I don't have no idea. Uh, but welcome back to another episode of Wake Up Back with Bmo. I'm your culture correspondent and Analyst for the morning, Brian Brown, but the good folks remind me to be Mo before we even get started with another another moment this morning. I want to say good morning to the Quincy Jones and my Michael Jackson, okay? I want to say good morning to the red leather jacket of my multi-million dollar music video. I want to say good morning to my flying one-eyed, one-armed, flying purple peeper eater. Good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Huh? Hey. You don't want to be you don't want to be the flight to my one-eyed, one-armed, flying purple people eater. <laughs> Sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate be you being whole, the wings. <laughs> what we say yesterday? Uh, hey, diddle, diddle. <laughs> hey, diddle, diddle. <laughs> and the dish went off with the spoon. Well, I tell you, man, we want to say good morning, y'all. Also, want to say good morning and give us a great shout out to the Washington former bridge, WI Bridge, DC or WI Bridge, uh, DC.com for all on WI Bridge, DC.com or at WI Bridge, DC on all social media. Uh, site so that you can stay abreast of all the things that's going on with the DC 
uh, what's going on in D.C. I think they just released a new Go-Go alumni issue for the Washington Informer Bridge. We want to thank Lafayette and the folks over at the Washington Informer for supporting Wake and Bake with BMO for four seasons now as we get ready to wrap up on our fourth season. We want to thank y'all, uh, Washington Informer Bridge, uh, for supporting us. It's so great to have a, a black legacy newspaper be a part of this show, so we appreciate them. Also want to give a, sh uh, uh, a huge shout-out to the Tell Her This Podcast. Make sure you all go check that out wherever you listen to your podcast, Tell Her This Podcast, at Tell Her This Podcast or TellHerThisPod.com. Check out my girl, Rochelle, at Rochelle Music, so you can get a, stay abreast of what's going on if you're interested in women's stories or if you're interested in just hearing different perspectives from different people. Definitely go check out the Tell Her This Podcast. Lay the house, if you don't mind, play the clip. And there will be times where people, people know, like people within a family know I'm right, but no one will stand up for me. And at the end of the day, it's just like, they showed up like they always do. Anyway, disappointing. That really definitely hurt really bad. You know, did you I want your family to fight for you? I did. I thought that maybe somebody would. I will never lie about that. And that's what hurt. They did not. They did not. They never do. You're listening to the Tell Her This podcast, a storytelling podcast for women. Available now on all podcast platforms. So definitely go check out the tell of this podcast on all podcast platforms. Definitely got the NPR vibe and tell Rochelle that the Wake and Bake with BMO show said, what up? All right. Uh, and then lastly, before we get into this morning's show, I want y'all to go check out the new Blueprint newsletter, bmobrown.substack.com. If you're watching, the later house is putting up the lower third right now, so you can go visit that. $5 a month to get you uh, into the written machinations of this exiled revolutionary. The last thing that I put up was the Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week for our 16 land grant hbcus we have more articles coming out including the next episode of the blue notes which will be coming out pretty soon so definitely go check that out it's the last day of the month uh, so you'll be up to date for the new month that's coming up with all of our new content that's going on definitely go check out the new blueprint newsletter bmobrown.substack.com and then you'll be aware of the new blueprint parlors that are going on and some of the events and some of the things that we're going to be doing when we take time off from the visual and audio portion of the show so with all that being said, sweetheart, whew, got all through our, our shout outs. I want to remind the folks on Instagram, if you want to see the full show, come on over to YouTube. The link is in the bio or just search BMO Brown, B-E-M-O Brown, because it's a reminder, not a name. We got some great things we want to talk about this morning, sweetheart. It is Tuesday, so of course we have our Sweetheart's Black Fact. I don't know, I keep changing you the song. You do it every different. Sweetheart's <laughs> Black Fact. I keep changing up the song. Well, we have that going on today. We have an interesting conversation this morning. Uh, I want to talk about Kai Sinat going to fake jail. And I also want to talk about some of the revolutionary things that happened over the week via TikTok over something that I think people haven't thought too much about. But it is truly an Afro-futuristic problem. I want to talk about that. Uh, and that's the thing that's going on with Keith Lee in Atlanta. But before we even get started, uh, Sweetheart, you want to go ahead and give us the Sweetheart's Black Fact. We got a few comments. We got some comments? Yeah. Got some people in the house? Yeah. Have they said good morning to the lady of the house? Yeah. Because I'm looking on Instagram right now and people looking at me in the bottom of the chin, but they're not saying good morning to the lady of the house. Uh, okay. <laughs> go ahead. It's uh, mandatory. <laughs> Jordan said, happy Halloween, lady of the house in BMO, commenting from New York Avenue traffic. 
go, oh, wow. Hey. Good morning. I'm sorry, brother. Right. You taking that left on the 395? Because, man, I know it. And they said, happy Halloween, nigga. Who said that? Jordan. He said, happy Halloween, nigga? Like, with C's, so like, Oh, nickel. Nickel. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, right, right. And then Sly said, yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. How we morning. doing? We doing all right? The wake and bake will be more nice. They all right? It's all right. Anyway, uh, Sweet Ot, let's go ahead and start it off with the Sweet Ot's Black Fact, if you don't mind. This is our chance to intersect with some true facts going on. We do a lot of analysis and breakdowns and, and new blueprint uh, manufacturing on here, but it's always nice to get in touch with history. So, Sweet Ot, if you don't mind. Okay, the number of free Negroes in the United States who fought to perpetuate slavery is not exactly known, but there must have been thousands. In June 1861, Tennessee began to recruit Negroes between the ages of 18 and 50. South Carolina did the same in 1862. In a review of 28,000 Confederate troops held at New Orleans on November 23, 1861, seven months after the outbreak of war, there was one regiment of 1,400 free Negroes. Okay. Preston Roberts, a Negro, was unofficial quartermaster of General Nathaniel Forrest. Mm. He was given the Cross of Honor, the highest Confederate medal, and until his death in 1910, was treated in all respects like a white man in the South. This is a black man. Yeah. Okay. And then the proof is, see Negro Yearbook, page 329, Tuskegee Institute. That's interesting, because we, uh, okay, Tuskegee Institute. Right. All right. Right. All right. That's interesting, because the last in the last uh, Sweetheart's Black Fact, we definitely discussed how Lincoln thought that the use of black folks in the war would help win the war. The thing that just got my attention, they were recruiting uh, they were recruiting soldiers from 18 to 50? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, sweetheart, I've li- I've read a lot of uh, enslaved narratives and stories about the enslaved and nonfiction recounts about the enslaved. I thought one of the things is that they ain't had no birth certificate. So how the hell they knew they was 18 to 50? Hey, nigga, you look old enough. Come fight. That's right. what it was. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, nigga, you too old. Don't fight with us. Right. 18 to 50, my ass. There's definitely a couple of 65s in there. Definitely some 70-year-olds <laughs> in there. Right. Did we not see Glory with Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman was 95 in a damn movie. <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right. Sweet I, thought, I, huh? I, thought, I thought it was interesting, um, given the topics today and then, like, the theme of what we've been talking about the last couple of episodes what you mean um you know envy and i'm just thinking about i don't really want to call it race betrayers but it's kind of what it feels like right (laughs) (laughs) trying into the whole black capitalism read the hold on read the last two sentences before you got to the proof part um he was given the cross of honor that part yeah uh the highest confederate medal and until his death in 1910 was treated in all respects like a white man in the south See, right. That's why we gotta start calling these niggas white. Right. And don't think DJ Envy because the weekend passed, your ass still white. Right. <laughs> we ain't forget. You ain't. You ain't, nigga. I don't give a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about no scam. I don't give a fuck about no Ponzi scheme, nigga. You taking four bedroom houses and turning them into six bedroom apartment buildings? Get right. the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't got excited, but that's actually a great way for us to start, sweetheart. Because this morning I want to talk about something that I feel like might be a little silly. Um, And that is Keith Lee pulled up to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know who Keith Lee is, Keith Lee is a 17 million followed TikTok 
food critic, uh, specifically for, he's a black man, he was in MMA, y'all just seen me kill a, a fruit fry live on air and ain't seen it get away, that's crazy, we live in this ghetto house. No. <laughs> Stay focused, BMO. Uh, Keith Lee is a TikTok content creator who does food criticism. The reason that he usually goes viral is because he has the ability to look at a small business or a business that has been undermarketed or underappreciated. He goes and visits, does the food review, and then there's lines busting out the door, right? If you don't know who Keith Lee is, I'm going to have to give you an F for your internet culture uh, report for the day. That's your grade for the day is an F if Damn. you don't know who Keith Lee is. I mean... <laughs> Come on, man. This is one of the most prominent black men on the internet today. Um, Keith Lee pulled up to Atlanta to do a series of food reviews. Uh, and I, in watching those food reviews, I noticed something, sweetheart. It's not something that I noticed specifically in the food reviews, but I'm starting to notice there is a trend reverberating through the black business class. And what's funny is last Tuesday, we kind of had a similar conversation. Last Tuesday, we had a similar conversation about DJ Envy and these tiny homes and getting got without getting got. So, sweetheart, do me a favor. Let's start off this part of this conversation. Let's talk to Keith Lee. Go ahead and start it off with Keith Lee. Everything should be in order, by the way. Me and my family are in Atlanta, and currently we are at the Real Milk and Honey. I got it. Let's try it and rate it 1 through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. We are at the Real Milk and Honey on Main Street and College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through DoorDash. We went through DoorDash, they was closed. But online, it said they closed at five o'clock. We went on DoorDash at four o'clock, but we were already here, so we just went inside. I stayed in the car and my family went in and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet the door is wide open and it's people still going in and grabbing their orders. Now we have no idea if those people ordered beforehand or what the case is. Also, the people who relayed this message, my family said were really nice. It's just the rules. And so far being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules and this is one of them. I want to be very clear. We're not blaming one person or saying one person was rude in plain terms. Don't call this restaurant trying to get nobody fired. Ain't nobody do nothing. This is just the rules they had. If you don't like their rules, the rules not for you. And for me and my family, the rules just went for us. We just not their target audience. For the record, afterwards, I did walk in and I did record and they attended the services, but I respectfully declined. I'm a normal person. I pay for my food like everybody else. I walk in spots like everybody else. We are all normal people. Respectfully, if you're not going to do it then, don't do it now. God bless you. Yeah, we're just trying to get some food, but I am going to make this very clear. I do not support, condone, or agree tearing down these businesses. While we personally may not have the best customer service experience, that does not mean you will have the same experience. That also don't mean go on Twitter and tear these businesses down. At the end of the day, business owners are people. Never know what people are going through. The only reason I'm even making this is to share my authentic and real experience like I always do. I don't mean no harm, I don't have no malicious intent, but I always say I'm gonna be 100% honest and that come with the good and the not so good. You don't know what nobody going through. So what we can't do is just judge off of somebody else's experience. If you like to go to these places or any other place that I've been to, I encourage you to go try it for yourself and make your own opinion. But we still in Atlanta and we on Main Street and it's a bunch of spots here. So we gonna go to a different spot. God bless you, have an amazing day, y'all be safe. Okay, Spirit. So we heard Keith Lee. We heard Keith Lee talk about these rules. Mm -hmm. The rules to eat in an Atlanta establishment. Now, if you have been on the internet, if you have been to Atlanta, if you have witnessed these things, you know that there's it is a little difficult to eat food in Atlanta if you aren't dining in or willing to wait hours upon hours to get into a restaurant. <laughs> My homegirl Candace says it's the clubification of the restaurant scene has gone out of control in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But I wanna focus on these rules. 
the rules of engagement as it pertains to customer service. Now, you and I and you and I and you and I, we have believed customer service to be that if someone treats you nicely, if someone has charm, if someone respects you while they're giving you service, that is positive customer service. But I have come to the understanding after looking at these videos and after reviewing some of the tactics of black cap capitalism that we have misconfused, we have confused talking nice to somebody as customer service. And if you have been watching the show, then you know that as a black business, our endpoint should not be customer, it should be community. Yeah. So, I feel like some of these restaurateurs, some of these creators, some of these stylists, if they took out the concept of customer service, like I'm just gonna be nice, and hopefully that's everything that we need, and started to approach the business like community service, what does my community need from my business, need in order for the community and my business to be successful, then maybe we could turn a new leaf. And as I just as I just noted a second ago, the this Keith Lee restaurant tour list of rules that prevent black folks from commercing, it's not something that's specific to Atlanta, specific to restaurants. Sweetheart, what's next on the list? Is it, is it the rules? Customer, not community service. Okay, so then, um, uh, do I got the rules there or not? Yeah, I do. It's, it's below that. Put up the rules real quick so that people know what we're talking about. i read some of these rules real quick. These are the rules to the real milk and honey in Atlanta. And again, I want to remind you that this may feel silly, but when I bring this all around, these are the rules in which we govern each other. What's up, Lexi? Good morning. Come on over to YouTube so you can get it popping. You got to read the rules for me, say that. Okay. You might have to double click. Yeah. Uh, we guarantee great food. Everything else is left to chance. We try our hardest, though. We really do. That's number one. Number two. We, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As a rule, the real milk and honey, their first amendment in their constitution, the first rule is, what, sweetheart? We guarantee great food. Everything else is left to chance. Everything else is left to chance. <laughs> Not even circumstances, just <laughs> chance. Chance. Keep going. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Number two, we do not provide individual checks. However, we will allow up to three forms of payment. Keep going. Three, 18% gratuity added to parties of five or more or checks larger than $75. Keep going. Number four, no modifications to any of the menu items. If you have a food allergy, please choose another item without the allergen. Mm -hmm. Number five, be nice. It, no substitutions. Uh, if there is a food that you're allergic to, don't order that. Next rule is be nice. <laughs> Keep going, sweetheart. <laughs> Number six, uh, no reservations unless you're Barack Obama. Hey, there's exceptions to every rule. Wow. <laughs> Number seven, no table hibernation, 90-minute max. Others have to eat too. Number eight, if we prepare your selected item to our menu specifications, we will not remove the item from your bill. Our entrees are not samples. Thanks. Number nine, no parties larger than four on days that end in Y. Which read the, read uh, rule number three again. 
18% gratuity added to parties of five or more. Now, read the rule you just read. No parties larger than four on days that end in Y. Okay, for sure. <laughs> just want to make sure. We're a small place, and when we get busy, large groups are hard to accommodate. We do not push tables together. And number 10, we have no waiting area inside. Keep in mind, if on the wait list, you can receive a text when your table is ready. Naps in your car are fine. Remember, this okay. is supposed to be fun. <laughs> Remember, this is supposed to be fun. You can take this little punk-ass rule list down, sweetheart. This is what I'm talking about. Now, to me, again, even even thinking about it like, damn, you, you trying to build a new blueprint from a food critic on TikTok? Yes. Why? Because these this is a black-owned restaurant in what is supposed to be the promised land for blackness. And these are the rules that they have dictated to govern each other. The government won't allow us to create laws specifically for each other. Mm -hmm. See the Fearless Fund. We can't even raise money for each other. Right. Public education won't even let us educate each other from black to black because that's considered discrimination. So the first way that black folks could examine how we would govern each other in a system that is devoid of whiteness, devoid of America, even where capitalism could be optional, what we have is 10 rules of foolishness. <laughs> and I would like to reiterate something that we've been saying on this season of the show. The point of black business should not be customer. The end point of black business should be community. Right. And in what community can you not have a party of more than four people? <laughs> in what community are your allergens not taken into, uh, into consideration when you're eating somewhere? In what community is customer service, fairness, equity, justice left to chance? <laughs> so when Keith Lee says, maybe I'm not in this demographic of this restaurant, the demographic of people who are hungry and want to eat, it makes me question, what the fuck are these black businesses? Right. What are you really doing it for? What are we doing? If the point is not to build community, if the point is not to feed your people, if the point is to only to protect yourself from liability or financial stress or difficulty, what are you really doing with the community? You using us. Right. We customers. We a flip. Put the next video, sweetheart. Because this is this to me is where it gets interesting. Because Keith Lee is talking about food. But if you read that list and it reminded you of hairstylists if it reminded you of certain creatives, if it reminded you of other black businesses, I don't think that is a coincidence. Sweetheart, I think black Americans have a problem. Yeah. Play the video. So I have noticed a good amount of entrepreneurs, including myself, that have had to go back to work um, due to needing to bring in revenue outside. Because people can tell when you treat them like they a flip, like they some type of jug, like they just some clientele customs, and you can't wait for them to get the hell on. You're not treating people like actual customers. You're treating them like you doing them a favor. You, you see us as dollar signs to fund your luxury lifestyle so you can say that you're an entrepreneur. But one of the big things about entrepreneurship is customer service. A lot of y'all people are mean. Y'all are mean. Y'all act like we bothering y'all. Everything that the customer does is an inconvenience for you, yet you can inconvenience them at, with, without penalty. That's why you don't have retention. 
When companies say the customer is always right, it's not because they think that the customer is always right. It's because without the customer, you don't have a business. So a lot of y'all aren't entrepreneurs, you're hustlers, and you're using people like flips. You're treating them like they a flip, like they a jug, like they a lick, so you can fund your luxury lifestyle. Hairstylists, lash techs, which is pretty much a new thing for me, uh, but barbers, all of this used to be... All of these used to be uh, working class services for working class people, and it used to be a community thing. When my mom, my mom went to the same hairstylist for years, and it was an all day process. She went, she got her hair washed and and conditioned. She had to sit under the dryer for hours until it was dry. Then that process started. Y'all don't want to do shit. Y'all just want to do the final stage. Y'all want to make shit look good. For Instagram, y'all not taking care of these people here. Y'all not listening to kind of points. And the more they complain, the more stipulations you make. Um, I understand not wanting uh, kids and and stuff to be running in and out of woo woo woo. I understand wanting people to be punctual, but this is a community based service. It used to be. Now it's just a jug, so that y'all can make pretty take pretty pictures on Instagram, show off y'all skills on Instagram, and then show off y'all fits on Instagram. Y'all want to be lifestylists and not entrepreneurs for real because y'all don't really care about the business. Because if you cared about the business, you would care about the customers. You don't take care of the customers. You don't take care of the business. Then you don't have a business. Now you're back working a job. Being an entrepreneur doesn't just mean you make money and you're your own boss. There's an all-encompassing thing, and the customers are always right. Sweetheart, 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 sweetheart. This is why I believe. This is why I believe that Black America has a problem. We have a problem on our hands, and the problem is we have confused attention with community. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned because Atlanta is supposed to be the promised land. Atlanta is supposed to be the next step. Atlanta is supposed to be the black mecca. Correct? These is this is a this is a peak until unto this is a peak into the question of how do we see each other? Who are we to each other? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I am seeing is individuals are using the negativities in the guise of capitalism to call themselves liberated. When in actuality, the true liberating force would be to be an entrepreneur, would be someone who builds community and not just customer. Right. Uh, and what concerns me the most here, sweetheart, is that I feel like this thing has been happening for so long, as with music, that we have developed a bigger problem. When I see these rules about you can't make substitutions, you can't come late, you gotta do all your labor pre beforehand, Mm -hmm. my man says it's laziness. My man says it's a lack of care. Uh, But I think it's something worse. What's that? I don't think niggas got skills. Mm. I think 
the people who put up all these rules and stipulations about how their creativity works, about how they can style, about how they can cook, about how they can engage the community, these very stringent rules, these 10 rules uh, with silly ass things like you can't have a party more than four, but if there's more than four people, we're going to charge you 15 extra or 15%. Like, I feel like these individuals are actually talentless. They have no skill. All they have is the ability to hustle the little bit of product that they have for a profit for themselves. And to me, that is no different than them tiny homes. That is no different than DJ Envy flipping them houses. That is no different than Jay-Z saying he don't know what capitalism is, that capitalism is not a bad word. It's all in the same system. This is all a system that has convinced black folks that if you take the least skilled thing possible, if you take the lowest common denominator and sell it to people and make yourself prosperous, you have reached success. You have found you have found the American dream. You can flex on Instagram. You can take your private trips. You can go to Fiji. And my concern is that niggas have listened to that advice from capitalism, have followed that advice with capitalism, and now believe that they are correct because they got lines busting out their restaurants in Atlanta. And so I'm so appreciative of a nigga like Keith Lee coming to the city and being like, how, he said it very God-loving, but how is a nigga like me with a family not in a demographic for your restaurant, Real Milk and Honey? <laughs> how did your stipulations to protect yourself become impediments upon impediments and burdens upon the community? Nigga, I'm just trying to go to brunch. I'm just trying to get some food. I'm trying to talk to my friends. And somehow you made yourself the main character in my story. And my man Blow said, that's how crack work. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what they're doing. I feel like I feel like the new crack is just black capitalism. The new crack is to flip your customers instead of caring for your community. That's all I got to say. What are your thoughts, God? And it's interesting that you say that these people are unskilled because... <laughs> the irony is they used to have to be some of the most skilled people in the workforce, <laughs> right? You had <laughs> to be the most skilled. services, right? Yeah. yeah. Now it seems like whoever has access to capital mm -hmm. can now control the culture, when in actuality, that's not the case. Right. Our culture is not based on capital access. Nigga, you don't have to be the richest person in the world to be the best barber. Exactly. Actually, it's probably the opposite. Right. I keep telling you, the best haircut I got was at Mr. P in Itabita, Mississippi. $7. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure with that $7, I covered half his rent for the day. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just feels like everybody's trying to finesse and... Everybody's trying to lit. finesse yeah. and not trying to build. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy to me. It's not but sustainable. But I guess we won't know until it crashes. And so the response to the Keith Lee thing is people are saying, like, why is he hating? Why is he pointing out black businesses? He's trying to get these places shut down. And my response is like, well, y'all want to be capitalist so bad. That's a free market. <laughs> you want to be a capitalist so bad. That's fair. That's, that's a fair market right there. Somebody criticized your product and now you're going to lose business. It worked out well for you when you're putting up all these rules. When you said I couldn't substitute my eggs for hash browns, it worked out well for you. But now that people are giving you one-star reviews, now I'm saying, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to be a part of capitalism. Fuck out of here. We got any comments? Uh, 
Natalie said, give me an F on Tic Tac or whatever the kids call it. Tic Tac, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple of comments like gangsta, womp, and then like emojis and stuff. Uh, Jordan says that's facts. Natalie says there's an app for that. They're not innovative. And then Micah says this is getting good. Yeah. Um, who are we to each other? Who are we to each other? I know there's the the uh, the common adage that black businesses don't su- don't survive because of customer service. And again, I think a lot of us think that's like, oh, I just they were nice to me. They called me ma'am and sir. When asked about, did you meet me in context, bro? Is it okay that I was late because I had to drop off my kid to the babysitter? Are you providing a community service? Or are you just trying to make you trying to get customers? Mm. And then no substitutions for allergies is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you untalented. Right. You back there factory working fucking restaurant meals. Come on, man. Right. Chef. Mass cook. producing. Huh? <laughs> Mass producing. Mass producing out there. Out there motherfucking. Having shit just sitting under the warmers like, what? <laughs> yeah, who want the salmon? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. How come I can make substitutions at McDonald's or I can't make substitutions at the Real Milk and Honey? <laughs> but y'all supposed right. to be an elite restaurant. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of my face, man. Let's do this, sweetheart. <laughs> they done pissed me off now. I done thought about it too hard. Let's do this, sweetheart. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a quick break. We're going to watch Space by my girl, Odd Mojo, and we'll be right back with more. Who wake and make we... Wait. Make sure you have your blunt manifestations ready because we're going to roll this blunt in the meantime, in between time. Have your blunt manifestations ready. We'll be ready back with more Wake and Bake with BMO. Wake and Bake with BMO. We're going to talk about Casa not going to jail with Drewski. Yeah. And Mike is a food equivalent of Ice Spice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Ice Spice serving the people, though. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? Uh, it's in the back. Bro, you do this every time. Oh, shit. It was good, no, I kind of, I'm about to start writing some music. Mm, I'm in my okay, I have a lot of thoughts about stuff. Okay, I feel What about you? You go. I just thought the anniversary for me and Davon is tomorrow, uh, so we may slide or I don't know. Yeah, you on that cuffy shit. I you feel know what you. Um, well, let me know. Hit me up and I'll, okay. I'll pull up with you if you go. You be off your solitude vibes. I don't you know, know I'm always on my vibes. space vibes. I like my own space. You okay. already know. But I'll let you know. I might, but I'm really thinking about writing some music. Okay. You want up? Yeah, I'm going to go up. Because he sucks. And okay. you lost my packages. Yeah. So, yeah. See, you know what? That's cool, because that's exactly why I be eating your door dash. That's exactly why I eat your door dash. Wow. 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 <laughs> Yo, babe, look, look. <laughs> Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like, <laughs> yo, wait, where you going, babe? Babe, where you going? Hey, hey, yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. 
Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah. I need some space right now. Six feet away. Get your own J, nigga. I'm smoking on a personal, hey, oh, and this is personal, whoa. Be careful of the energy you project. Sun telling me you don't really care. Living life on the edge. Nah, I don't want that near. Yo, they say, uh, they say a lot of things, but they don't really mean it. Hey, whoa, I can tell that you're feeling. Whoa, for my company. You wanna be all over me. Manipulate with Jack. Nah, I gotta protect my space. Hey, whoa. I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, six feet away. Get your OJ. I'm smoking on the personal. Hey, and this is personal. I'm going on a trip. Need some space like Capricorn is. So please respect this. It don't got nothing to do with y'all. I'm finding my bliss, setting boundaries, you can't I need some space, right now, mm. right now. Get in touch with my life, uh, it's a beautiful sight. Do you know that we celestial beings? We are all stars, yet we are not the same. Going tall from the plains, sprouting real high. Oh my, manifesting from the skies. Oh yeah, my circle real small. Keep my family around me like we fast and fierce tall. Need some space around y'all. Yeah, I need some space around y'all. I need some space right now. I need some space. I need some space right now. I need some. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hawaii Bake with the Shababa. Thank you, Odd Mojo. We appreciate you allowing us to show the space music video. I think we might switch it up. You know what's crazy, sweetheart? I'm talking about we might switch it up. The season finale was supposed to be on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some switch it up. Yeah. <laughs> the last show was supposed to be this past Saturday. But you so know, when, yeah. we, when we done. Huh? When are we done? Yeah. You ready? Oh, I thought you were going to say a date. Uh, it's today? <laughs> <laughs> it's not today. Is it? <laughs> Is it today? Is it today? Uh, no, today not the season finale. I guess, I guess we got to do something for the people. Or we're not even going to be here on Thursday. Oh, wait. Yeah, we are, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I was just thinking, like, do we do we need to have another season finale, or should it be like, oh, we just take it two weeks off? We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. I mean, I guess we could do that. I don't know. I don't know, sweetheart. What you got? Look, oh, the sun went down. Got to take the filter off. (laughs) Damn. Uh. 
Yeah. <laughs> we look. Tomorrow, can they see your hand? Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? Tomorrow? Let's do some blunt manifestations. <laughs> what you, what you <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's blunt manifestation time. I hope everybody got their blunt manifestations. Definitely put those in the chat. I'm saying these are not a replacement for whatever your religious activities are, but you know, we do believe that if you put to put if you vocalize the things that you want out there into the universe, out there into real space, then they can manifest and come alive. Whereas if you keep them internal, then they'll never happen. You know what I'm saying? I, one of my best mentors told me back in the day, if you're not in the budget, you'll never be there. Meaning you have to consider yourself in order to pay yourself. Didn't you didn't you make that? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. I got that from, um, I think I got that from Jeff, actually. Okay. If you don't put yourself, because the first time I pitched to him, I didn't have myself in the budget. And yeah. he said, if you don't put yourself in the budget, then you won't be there. Yeah. I was about to say something. Oh, speak life. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. So, uh, what do I want to manifest? What do we manifest in Sweden? We need safe travels on Thursday for sure. Uh, as we travel down down ninety five. What else, sweetheart? Wait, well, you just walked away. <laughs> um, I do have contracts coming up. That's true. Definitely want to get the confirmation on that contract. Um, it's a pretty significant one too, but I still want to be able to, you know, as uh, as this contract comes up and you and I, as we did with the PPP and unemployment, RIP unemployment. What a time! Remember when uh, New York had a, a a vigil for the unemployment? Uh, uh shout out unemployment. Uh, as with that time, we're about to change classes again. And as I think about that, I just think about like, I thought I was going to think about like, damn, I can't wait to go to Fiji. Which Fiji, y'all know, is my metaphor for just blowing money on something extravagant and luxury. But you know what I can't wait for? What? I can't wait to pay a nigga rent. Okay. We talked about it briefly on the show. Not briefly, it was a whole segment on the show about my eviction, my history with evictions. Mm -hmm. I have another homeboy. I have a homeboy who happens to find himself in a very similar situation. Yeah. And I cannot wait to pay that nigga rent. Nice. What? <laughs> I cannot motherfucking wait. And we manifest in a new apartment, regardless of whatever happens with this IZ situation. What you manifesting, sweetheart? What you got? Uh, Strength, courage, and wisdom. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, I was also going to do safe travels. Um, a good Halloween. Oh, okay. Safety for everybody yeah. that's you know going out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Doing whatever y'all do. On a cold Tuesday. That's cold. <laughs> cold Tuesday. Want to make sure we get to November right. Right. Um, yeah, strong strong finish to the end of the year. Mm 
um, focus. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of things going on at the same time. Um, also, responsibility. <laughs> you want to manifest responsibility? Hold on. More so in like financial responsibility. Okay. Just be frivolously spending money or like, oh, it's fine, and then look up and be <laughs> in a bad situation. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What's up? That makes me want to talk about the Osage. Oh. I'm not prepared for it today. Uh, but if you haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon, I highly recommend you go watch that three and a half hour movie immediately. Mm-hmm. Immediately. There are images in Kills of the Flower Moon that are based on real life images that we looked up when we came when we came back from the movie that broke my brain. Yeah. I've never seen wealthy indigenous people before. And not wealthy like, oh, they're wealthy in love in their own right and on their land. No, these niggas had furs and cars and bricks Jewels. and money. Yeah. Like like that kind of wealthy. I've never seen 1920s flapper wealth on an indigenous person before until I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. They had white servants. They had white servants who would coon. Right. Like the Savannah Bananas. Mm-hmm. So when you say like financial responsibility, is that what you said? Yeah. Let me, oh man. I'm going to ask you a question, but it's going to sound like I'm accusing you of something. So excuse me. What is your North Star of financial responsibility? My North Star? Like. Better question. Whose definition of financial responsibility are you using? Mine. My own. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about where I've been and not wanting to go back there, basically. This is gonna sound like a dumbass question. Okay. Who taught us poverty was bad? I mean it's not that I <laughs> not that anybody taught us, but you and I have experienced it. I don't I don't wanna be in that place anymore, you know? Okay, we're going to move on. Why? Because I wanted to tie this conversation to the to the Osage. Uh, and if I continue to talk about it, I'm not going to be able to have a full segment on another show about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, no. I just want to, I just want to, in this moment, I want to question. Okay, so we talk about financial literacy, right? Yeah. Who wrote the original financial literature? On what principles are we basing financial responsibility? Because there are several examples in history where if you used your finances 
outside of a certain system, they called you incompetent. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. We got any other manifestations in the comments? Because I want to I want to really dig deep on that. I feel like there's a new blueprint there. <clears throat> and I'm not signaling you out, sweetheart, because I, I feel the same way. What does it mean to be financially responsible? Especially after we saw indigenous people in furs. But then we also saw how how that story turned out. Not not even talking about what happened to them, but not the um, basically what happened to the wealth. Yeah, but even oh man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on. We're yeah, gonna okay. move on. Okay, move on. We, got, move on. we got some manifestations. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan says safe and fun Halloween with my son. Nice. Absolutely. <laughs> What's baby boy for Halloween? Y'all got a joint costume? Run the trap and drop the bass says, I want my relationships and the way I handle people to reflect my financial situation or like vice versa, like the time I put energy into finances to reflect the partnerships. Are you sure? They also said the richest man in Babylon after that. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bet. That's all the manifestations? Yep. Okay, for sure. Let's uh let's traverse into our final topic for the day, sweetheart. Traverse. Let's traverse. And there's no clever way I can talk about this. Kai Sanat, Twitch star. Mm-hmm. So Natalie, you probably don't know this person. Off the <laughs> if you don't know the tic tac, you probably don't know the Twitch either. <laughs> Kai Sinat, the dude, the young boy who had to sleep over with Offset, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're paying attention to the internet, this is also the young boy who called Nicki Minaj auntie, and Nicki Minaj hung up on him. I, that's why she hung up. <laughs> that's why she hung up on him. Because I mean, be the last thing Nicki Minaj want to be is old. Okay, if you haven't been tracking the story, <laughs> Nicki Minaj does not want to be old. But to be fair, huh? To be fair though, what she is like. I mean, look. Right. I mean, look. Like, but like I mean, but I want to say, like a year ago, there, two years ago, who brought this up? It might have been Oprah. I don't know why Oprah is the one that's in my head right now. Somebody, it might have been Oprah or Queen Latifah that was like, "Don't call me auntie," because you're calling me old. Which you know, what I'm saying, in the black community, there is, you know, what I'm saying, there's two thoughts: black don't crack, and also. Nigga, I'm still 28. <laughs> okay, all right, <laughs> all right, but all right, Miss Jones. That, I'm just shocked because <laughs> Oprah doesn't want to be people. It was like, oh, I can't. Don't quote me on okay, the exact okay. name, but it was a prominent black woman that was like, "Why are you calling each other auntie? I'm not an auntie." I feel like it's a term of endearment and respect, but that's that's a whole other conversation. So was nigga. Some niggas like, don't call me nigga. <laughs> um, okay, so Kaisenot, young boy. Mm-hmm. Does streaming on Twitch, uh, has an audience. I think he is the highest subscribed person on Twitch. Yeah. Kai Sanat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also the individual who was trying to give out five PlayStation 5s in, in Central Park and ended up being a 17-year-old riot <laughs> downtown New York. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas stomping on cars and cussing each other out. Kai Sanat, I have not said what he's done yet, though, because I don't know if the people know. Kai Sanat has created a fake jail and is streaming from it for seven days straight. Mm -hmm. 
That's it. Play the first video, sweetheart. <laughs> Play the first video. No. Um, oh, I see. Not the parody one. Not the parody okay. one, no. I don't give a fuck. Then Chris Gordon's alone. No Chris took this shit a little bit too serious. Chris really might be a cop. Chris really might be a cop, bro. We taking this shit too serious, bro. Let's mob these niggas. We taking this shit too serious, bro. He really might be a fucking fucking fed. He don't even got a sound. Chris might be a fucking fed for him, bro. Officer. Officer. Not has started. Kai Sanat has created a fake jail and is live streaming from that fake jail for seven years. Kai Sanat is 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if he has the wherewithal or the momentum of memory to know that this has been done before. Right. They didn't stream it. Uh, they recorded it. Some parts of it created a documentary that I think is Oscar nominated, Emmy winning, one of those situations. Yeah. Um, but this is the Stanford prison experiment from 1973. Except Kai Sinat is doing it with black bodies on screen 24-7, mm-hmm. literally seven, for the entertainment of others. And I chose this clip to show you first on purpose because that is probably the most jail mm-hmm. of this 24-hour, seven-day jail stream that you'll see. But it's still important to know that this is happening. And the lady in the house said it uh, while we was uh, away for a second, but I want to repeat this. This is from uh, a psychologist, Dr. Zimbardo, and his colleagues in 1973 mm-hmm. in the Stanford prison ex- experiment. They were interested in finding out whether the brutality reported amongst guard in American prisons was due to the sadistic personalities of the guards, i.e. dispositional, or had more to do with the prison environment, i.e. situational. Mm-hmm. For example, prisoners and guards may have personalities that make conflict inevitable with prisoners, lacking respect for law and others, uh, law and order, excuse me, uh, and guards being domineering and aggressive. Alternatively, prisoners and guards may behave in a hostile manner due to the rigid power structure of the social environment of the prisoners. Zimbardo predicted the situation made people act the way they do rather than uh, their disposition. So his thought was these were all personality traits that would come out based on the system. I mean, these are things that are, excuse me, Zimbardo predicted that people would behave in the way of prisoner and guard because they were put in the situation of prisoner and guard versus that this was their national natural disposition to be mean, hazing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, disrespectful, inhumane, et cetera, et cetera. People are responding to their situation rather than responding to something that is innately within inside them. Right. So that being said, we just I wanted to show you the dangerous thing first. Because you know what else is happening in here on a majority? Fun. (laughs) Niggas is having a good time in jail with Kai Sinat doing a 24-hour stream. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's interesting about this experiment, if we use his embargo results and his predictions, 
to also as a framework to look at what we're about to see. If these people are acting out uh, parts of their personality in combination with parts of the uh, environment they've been set up in, mm -hmm. how do we explain joy in the prison system? That's a good question. Zimbargo, Zimbardo, excuse me, did this with a majority white populace. Yeah. And again, this is one of those things where like I'm talking about it out loud and it feels stupid. But like, where else do we see cultural experiments happen in real life like this? These niggas created a jail and now sitting in it for 24 hours, mm -hmm. seven days a week. Last I saw, Krishan pulled up to the jail. And you know what they was doing with Krishan? What? They were reading her book. Did you know Krishan wrote a book? No. <laughs> they were reading Krishan's book. And in response to them reading Krishan's book, you know what Krishan was doing? Look. Crying tears of joy. Wow. How is it that in a fake jail on a 24-hour stream, if we're following the Zimbardo framework, how is it that these individuals are expressing a disposition of joy while being in a situation of terror? How is that happening? How is that possible? Who's answering that question? Mm -hmm. How powerful is black joy? Huh. You know? Huh. I think you can you can look at the last 400 plus years. To see what? Because <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. We shouldn't be here right now. And yet. Right. And yet, niggas on the internet today. Right, right. <laughs> tearing down milk and honey with jokes. Right. <laughs> with jokes, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing here, sweetheart. And this is the thing that kind of makes me uncomfortable. Okay. The second thing here is like, Tony Lewis Sr. just got out of jail. Right. His son was advocating for his father to be released for drug crimes from the 80s for like 20 years mm -hmm. became an in uh, uh became almost a celebrity uh abolitionist if you will mm -hmm. the most modern day example of frederick Douglass on a very literal sense him and mark lamont hill right yeah kai sanat is doing parody videos in jail play the video some of y'all know y'all soft. I can look into y'all eyes and just know y'all soft. Why you ain't come all the way down the line then? This you soft. You like a damn teddy bear. Your eyes low on your face. You. You like you run track. Shut the fuck up. You can tell me. How out are you, bro? You need you're an ass whooping. You're 12 cousin to a grown ass, but that's not cool. And you come in here no, no, and no. guess what's going on? Nah, real shit, real shit. Nah, real shit. You standing here cursing at him. He trying to tell you something. But that's not cool, bro. Some real life stuff. No, I, I know, I know you here because you thought you bought me a commercial and shit. You maybe know me and shit like that, but you cursing at a grown man. Let him just talk and give you some advice, bro. Give he me done, real advice. You done this shit. Y'all step back, man, because this y'all done made this into this ain't funny no more. This ain't funny. This ain't Everybody funny step no more. back, bro. This ain't even funny no more. This shit real. Guess how many years my brother did right here? Tell him. Tell him. Two, two days. Forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. Nigga, Forty she ain't sweet. Hours. She ain't sweet. What baby say? I ain't trying to do 30 minutes. <laughs> what are you talking Tight about? Shit. 
But hey, it don't even be about that. That's not even the kid. Who the fuck is you? So what we know is that the further away in time that a generation gets from traumatic events, the more distant they are with their observation, which gives them room for parody and jokes. Mm -hmm. So what that I said, it kind of disturbs me, but it disturbs me in a way because I'm old. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm old and I'm still connected to the mass incarceration uh, and the trauma that it affected, the trauma that that impacted on several communities, the taking of OGs and big brothers and fathers and uncles out of communities is a very serious thing to me, but to a generation that is almost two generations removed from that sin, this nigga Kostanai is 22 years old. Yeah. Fucking crime bill been struck down about half his life, mm -hmm. if not majority. Right. That's all, that's all I wanted to say. I don't know. That's all I want to say. I don't know. I don't know if I want to nominate him for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make this observation. Like I just wanted to put this into proper context, maybe to make the point. As Natalie is getting ready to go to Africa, yeah. I hope you get to see the king. You feel me? Maybe to make the point that like some of these social remedies, some of these answers to the question of who we are to each other, are directly in front of our face. It may be, and maybe instead of like looking down on them or thinking of them as silly or, or stupid, maybe we should learn from them. Or maybe this thing has no lesson. And that's all I wanted to say is that Kassanat is in jail for 24-7, literally. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Peter? What are your thoughts on Kassanat in jail? Yeah, and when you first told me about it, I was a little conflicted because, of course, we know the history and the connection with the school-to-prison pipeline, you know, the fact that prison is and jail is related to slavery like <laughs> how many of our people are still incarcerated to this day for some people petty crimes and you know whatever but also i'm like that's <laughs> it's still it's still a little bit i i think it's interesting that we're at a place where we can almost make light of the situation you know not really make light of but well we giving a lot of grace <sighs> I'm pretty sure there's some niggas who don't think this shit is funny at all right right that's why I'm like I'm so conflicted I saw one comment that was like it's not cool to try to make jail look fun yeah right but then what is hip hop Oh. If not making jail look fun. And I don't mean that in a literal sense. I mean hip hop to, if blackness has been imprisonment for 400 years and hip hop is a celebration of that fact, then how is hip hop different than what Kai Sinat is doing in his prison? Right. Taking an oppressive system, using a few moments from that oppressive system to express yourself in a way that everybody can enjoy. We got any comments? Um, let's see. Okay. <laughs> it was Ava DuVernay who didn't want to be the auntie. 
Ava DuVernay. <laughs> Don't call me auntie. And Jordan said Mickey Mouse is his favorite, so he's Mickey. I'm just going to be a construction worker. For sure. Um, he also said, oh, he really did a fake jail. I thought it was a cell. Uh, Drew said good morning. Hey, Drew. Good morning, Drew. And then he said the experiment was supposed to last two. Oh, there was. Wait, it deleted the first comment, but it was talking about the. Zimbardo experiment, yeah. yeah. And then he said the experiment was supposed to last two weeks, but he had to end it in six days because it was going too far. Yep. Um, then he said there was a hypothesis that in the experiment, the guards' actions were a product of their whiteness, but ethically you can't recreate the experiment with all black people knowing what can happen. Um, now he said... <laughs> so Kass and I did it unethically. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Now he said, okay, lady of the house... Uh, Jordan said, oh my goodness, wow. And then he said, milk and honey should be called pharaohs. Ha <laughs> 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 It should. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Drew said, joy and harsh conditions could be a product of cultural values. It could also be a product of spiritual growth as prison is a place a lot of people find God and religious joy to survive. It's true. Yeah. Um, he also says strong men create good times, which creates weak men, which creates hard times, which creates strong men, and so on. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, Natalie said, nah, we ain't there yet. My cousin still got 30 years. Damn. See? Right, right. Yeah, See, right. shit not funny. And then Drew said, hip-hop wasn't originally a celebration of prison culture. It was an expression of the harsh realities the earliest artists spoke out spoke about. Once it became mainstream, corporations weaponized it against. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I was making an analogy, not a direct fact. I feel like there were some more, but YouTube probably deleted them. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why YouTube deleting the comments? Or are they deleting the comments? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> all right, so well, you know what time it is, though. We didn't talk about all the stuff. We have no nominees. <laughs> uh, it's time. It's time for the burning question. I don't even got a roach. Yeah. For the roach. What you got for me, sweetheart? Today we have talked about Keith Lee. We have talked about black capitalism and its evolutions. We have talked about the unskilled pharaohs, if you will. Um and then we talked about Kastanat. We tried not to talk about the Osage people, about blunt manifestations, and now it's time for the burning question. For the roach. Oh. Drew says also it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Drew. Hey. <laughs> wow. What a way to start your morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... In regards to black capitalism and business owners, entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera, are we supposed to continue to support these businesses or? (laughs) Keith Lee said, don't go bombarding these people's business with low reviews and hate and trying to get people fired. Then I saw a video this morning said that the, owners of the other milk and honey not the real milk and honey but the original milk and honey because it's two different milk and honeys um uh, are receiving death threats damn so um 
And while I respect what he says, that's the proof in the pudding right there, though. That's the proof that black business is more community than it is customer. Because there will be individuals who will, on his behalf, defend him with low reviews, defend him with one-star remarks, defend him with death threats because they feel like that's the most appropriate way to protect that community of people. They will do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they will do that in scores, in multitudes, exponentially more than black folks will go visit these restaurants. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what I hope happens, and I say this with all positivity in my very Afro-optimistic heart, I hope the real milk and honey hurts. I hope they get hit. Mm-hmm. I hope they are forced to reevaluate their rules. Yeah. Because they created these rules as some type of capitalistic protection for themselves. And now these rules have been have been exposed as ridiculous and self-grandizing. And now you must make another response. And if your response is to stand 10 toes down on Tenets of capitalism are, that are meant to marginalize instead of trying to increase scale, instead of trying to increase capacity, instead of investing more of your community, then we have an answer for who you are. So that's what I'm saying. I hope this I hope this acts as a true test to their business. I hope on Sunday they had no customers and they had to sit in an empty restaurant, no pickup orders, no call-ins, no sit-ins, no nothing, and just think about, how did this happen? <laughs> and if they were one, like I see most people doing, to blame the internet, like, oh, man, the internet got me. All the trolls got me. Oh, the cancel culture. Oh, my carburetor. Whatever the fucking excuse is. Right? If they're the individuals who are going to lean on that, I know you're not. I know you're not for the community. And you you should be gone anyway. You should be part of the community again. Go back to being a customer. So many better ways you can invest your money than providing terrible service to a great group of people. Mm-hmm. What was the question? Are we supposed to continue to support these? I don't know. I I say I say I hope they experienced the loss, but I know on Sunday they was fine. I know just by looking at Atlanta Twitter, I know that individuals were like, "Oh, I'm not gonna trust some nigga from out of town. That's still my spot. Where else am I go?" Because <laughs> niggas is also convinced that their endpoint should just be customer. They can. I mean, you could have stayed home. I saw the response videos from the owners of the Real Milk and Honey, and they was real sassy about it. I saw Candy Burris's response from, I think that her name of her response is Old Lady Gang. Yeah. Uh, uh, but her response, you know what I'm saying, was a little more, was not a little more, was a lot more put together, a lot more PR savvy. Yeah. But in this situation, like I'm not even talking about the outcome, I'm talking about the necessity for these rules. Now am I being too harsh? Now is there some type of barrier that doesn't allow for these black restaurants to scale and grow? But I have a feeling it's a system. I just have a feeling it's a function of selfishness. I just got that feeling. Yeah. I got that feeling it's a function of selfishness. Maybe because I just know bougie uppity niggas with money from the South. I got a feeling it's about selfishness and like I'm doing fine. Me and mine is doing fine. Right. 
me and mine's is doing fine. All right, sweetheart, we got any comments before we get about it in? <laughs> um, Jordan said, can I nominate Mark Lamont Hill off of general principle? <laughs> say one more time. Can I nominate Mark Lamont Hill? For the Paul Rosen Negro of the Week? Off principle. Yeah. Off principle? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. We will always accept nominations for Mark Lamont Hill. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'll put something together. We'll have something on Thursday. <laughs> Let me write that down. My man, pardon me with P, is back. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check that out. All right, so only comments we got? And he, he told uh, Drew happy birthday. But happy yeah. birthday, Drew, yeah. with your old ass. <laughs> Make sure you stretch now. <laughs> As always, you can catch the instant replay right here on YouTube or on X or listen to the podcast where you listen to your podcast. I prefer that you listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Well, actually Spotify because Apple Podcasts keep fucking up my um, my podcast art. It's supposed to be colorful and beautiful. It still got me in black and white from season two. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like they can hear me right now. We appreciate y'all listening. Join us on Thursday for another episode of Who Wake and Bake Will You Be Oh Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit Rivers, take us out, baby. I'll see y'all on Thursday. Peace. I'm a bask in the sunlight. Look at my fine ass. Hold on, let this
Black boy Joy, get up again. Black boy Joy, do all the pain. Black boy Joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy Joy up on your brain. This black boy Joy, give you some game. Black boy Joy, get up again. Black boy Joy, do all the pain. Black boy Joy, say it again. Smile.